Welcome into Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And I didn't get a ton of stuff watched this week because it's Memorial Day weekend. And Laura and I kind of, we had like super, we had a perfect mix of like adulting and like enjoying and relaxing Memorial Day weekend. Like we got, we planted some, some, some like stuff in the, uh, on the patio, like flowers. And I got me a little herb garden. And then we redid like all the patio furniture. And then we also like, went to Bub City and like went out and sat on patios because it was beautiful this weekend. I imagine you had lots of family time as well. Lots of that, lots of pool time. Uh, yeah, lots of patio pool time, so it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, good, nice, nice little weekend. The weather's been perfect here. Yeah, same here. It, it, it gets a little chilly at night, but it's been, yeah, basically summer hit Chicago and everyone, I mean, everyone is out and about. So it's, it's harder to stay inside and watch things but then like all these good movies are starting to come out so no and series yeah 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 well we've got some endings speaking of which that's one of our first ones is ted lasso the penultimate episode so next on tuesday today today is tuesday andy it is tuesday. oh god yeah <laughs> today is the last ted lasso episode oh i have so many feelings about that oh i'm i'm already crying a little it's it's entitled <laughs> so long Farewell. Season finale. Oh. AFC Richmond play their final match of the season. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Have a responses. I'm tearing up a little. Yeah, I'm I know. It's weird. Try, trying to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. That's... Oh, God. And so, let, yeah, so let's talk about the penultimate because as as is usual, I mean, when you got so many storylines, you got to stop wrapping... You got to start wrapping some of them up prior to the Mm-hmm. to the finale. Otherwise, you're just going to be trying to force all kinds of storylines. Sure. Uh, and in this one, uh, we kind of got one of those, I would say, in uh, um, our favorite uh, trader <laughs> that went over to, uh, to Nathan. Western. Yeah. So, yeah, Nathan. So, uh, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked what I'm seeing so far. So, yeah. uh, so, so Nathan, uh, of course, uh, gets, gets asked by some, some members of uh, uh God, I just blanked on. Well, let's go back to that. So, like, he had he quit oh, sure. West Ham uh, as the right. coach, and he was Some doing very years. well. Yeah. Um, but I think he realized Rupert was kind of just a scumbag and left, yeah, and he's exactly. working at the Greek restaurant he, that he loves with his girlfriend. Who keeps disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was such a good <laughs> gag. Yeah. This is my girlfriend right here. Wait, where is she? Yeah. <laughs> she exists. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so Ted Lasso <laughs> asks the guys, "Hey, uh, you guys have a problem if I ask Nathan to rejoin us?" And I love Roy's immediate response is, "Not at all. He's great at all the things I suck at." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like 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 no hesitation. Which yeah. Is, which was kind of kind of delightful, and uh, you know, everybody like, "No, no, no problem." And then Beard, of course, just looks at me. He's like, "I forget what he says exactly, but like basically, like you hire him and I quit." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to, or something along those lines. Something hard, like really harsh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Everyone's on it, and he's very much out. Yeah. Yeah, and and he has been throughout the whole thing. I mm-hmm. mean, like he he wore his uh, what's the name of their damn team? The Greyhounds. Uh, thank you, Jesus. He wore his Greyhounds gear to the West End match, and you know everybody's waving at Nathan, and he refused to do it. So. He's called him a traitor several times because of tearing the Believe poster. Yeah. Uh, and, and Well, he, and hurt, goes, he hurt Ted. That's why he hates him is because he hurt Ted. Ted doesn't let it well, show, but he did. True. That's true. 
But no, you're right. He hurts head and I get him angry and also but also, I mean, do you remember him like grabbing the footage and seeing that he ripped the balloon mm-hmm. sign and he and he goes ballistic yeah. uh, about it. And uh, and so anyway, yeah, so Ted goes, hey, uh, I just wanted to make uh, sure you've got a chance to look at this. This is the rest of that footage. And you see that, that he waited there in fear for like five hours because yeah. <laughs> he, he couldn't handle confrontation and all <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and Beard's just like, oh, you know, and, uh, you know, finally goes to... Uh, to talk to to Nathan, and we kind of get a wrap up of Nathan and Beard because you finally find out the Beard origin story. Yes, which and was fantastic. It, it was super. He's, he stole and, a loaf. Of, he stole a loaf of meth. He stole a loaf of meth. That's what he said. He was, all he did was steal a loaf of meth, and, uh, and I went to prison for a little bit. And uh, yeah, and he's like, and Ted took me in, and then I stole from him. And then he took me in again. Yeah. And then I stole his car. And then he went to the police and said, yeah, I was borrowing it. And he's just like, he's incapable of, of you know, not giving, you know, chances. And he goes, and, and to honor Ted, I want to give you a second chance. And I'm sorry. And he hugs him. And you're like, oh, well, damn. <laughs> that was a brilliant way to wrap up Nathan coming mm-hmm. back to the team. And, uh, and likely coaching yeah i I imagine he'll end up being yeah he'll take over for ted and be the head coach but you i'm go ahead well so we basically we got yeah like you said the story arc it ended because it starts with nathan is shy he's just trying to prove himself his you know he's trying to prove himself to his dad mostly and you find out later that his dad was always proud of him but he just pushed him so hard because he was always brilliant he's like you were always brilliant and uh, he, and Nathan's like, I just liked playing the violin because I enjoyed it. Um, you just made it. You put too much pressure on me, and I just it took the the fun out of it. And his dad's like, Look, I just tried to. Yeah. He's like, I did it. I, I did it poorly, but I was just trying to to give you well, the best, support. Yeah, and the best line in the whole thing, which uh, keeps every time they say it, it screws up my glasses and they fog up. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> But he said, uh, he, he looks at him, because, you know, he's been obsessed with being the Wonder Kid. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody called him the Wonder Kid because of his brilliant tactician work uh, as, a, as a coach for, uh, for Ted Lasso. And then he goes to, you know, the Wonder Kid joins West Ham and all stuff. And he, and he copies and pastes that and calls himself the Wonder Kid on yeah. Twitter or whatever their version is <laughs> and all this stuff. And Because he, he's always wanted to hear something positive. Because like you said, his dad's never given him praise yeah. about it. And, and his dad's just like, like you said, he's like, well, yeah, you've always been the wonder kid. It's just that, uh, yeah, I had to push you to always, you know, I felt like I had to push you to greatness and everything. But like when he's like, his dad tells him, you've always been the wonder kid. It's like, he tears up like, you know, they hug, they hug. And you're like, oh, well, God, that's just the writing of this is just always so mm-hmm. well known. Because they, they, they build things up for long periods of time without the payoff in it. So it works so well. Yeah. You know, when you finally get the payoff. So expect like Beard's origin story. We yeah. get in the second to last episode of Ted Lasso. Like, oh, that's wonderful. Like, he, he was kind of like when you and I joke with in dramas, like, he was kind of the agent of chaos where this whole series, we shouldn't have known where he's from. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have noticed his story. So this was the perfect time to give that to you. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so loved that. Um, I think we've. You know, all we've really got to, to wrap up now is Rebecca uh, and her, I, I'm guessing, which 
which can be done in 30 seconds just showing her show up on that dude's houseboat, which is, in my opinion, what's got it. Yeah. Uh, I, unless she ends up back with Sam. There's a know. few more that can wrap. Well, so Ted Lasso, so we saw when she came into the office and she goes, Ted, this is usually the time of year where I give you some big information. She goes, but I got nothing. And Ted yeah. Lasso says, well, I got something. And I think we all think that he's saying, I'm going to. I'm gonna yeah. resign and go back and be with his kid because we, you know, his mom came in and said, "Which, oh my gosh, that scene with him and his mom in the kitchen was great." But she's saying, "Your son misses you. You got to come back." Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you. thank you. I love you. Yeah, and <laughs> that was a good scene. Yeah, and this whole season has been about. I'm, this one's been about parents. In general, I feel yeah. like the show has kind of been about parents well, and par- parental I, figure figures. I mean, but Rebecca's had things with her mom and her dad. But yeah, I, it maybe it, le- it skews them a little bit more dad. Um, yeah, but like in this one, sure. this this last episode was Mom City, and we see Jamie Tart with this incredibly awkward relationship with his mom because uh, we met well, his. I think. Oh, good. We met his dad before, who was this you know drunken jerk. He's been the major figure. Yeah. yeah, and who was kind of the driving force uh, behind his play. And then at the end, we see his dad is now, I'm guessing, in rehab and trying to do better for his son. Um, and he goes and sees his mom. His mom loves him. She's very caring. They have a... <laughs> that's a little bit too close uh, for comfort with your mom. But, uh, you know, I don't know. British people are weird. And so... And then we kind of saw Roy and Keeley when they were in his room. I like that he had a Roy Kent poster on his... <laughs> On his wall and a Keeley picture. Yeah, he had a poster yeah. of both on his wall. But I don't uh, know what's going to... So what's the deal with Roy and Keeley? Like, are they getting back together or they've come to an agreement that they're just really good friends and they've kind of got... I can't t- figure out what's going on with that, but I never really understood I think the we'll breakup. see going forward. I, I, yeah. The breakup was about both of them... Both of them found... Uh, that their careers were taking off in different directions. Okay. And neither one of them wanted to hold each other back or, or themselves, slightly selfishly, from going to, to follow those dreams that they wanted to follow that they both, that I believe he says is going to be basically just an enormous time suck for both of them and not fair to either one of them at the same time. And so that's why they leave. Is they're like, well, otherwise one of us is going to forgo our dreams to support the other. And now they've been finding out through the whole season like well that was stupid <laughs> yeah uh, we could have we could have made both work and still had time for each other and you know and so i think he's going back to like i was wrong i want you back and they're heading that direction so yeah I, yeah i think they end up i don't even think i need to see them officially end up together in the finale like if it's slightly nebulous i'll be okay with that yeah like because that's life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just wanted to say real fast, like, I, I think this whole series has been, like, pretty strongly about fatherhood, and that's why they made a Mom City episode in the, in the, in the penultimate was to show that, like, these, these mothers are important uh, catalysts in their lives as well. And, and I love his mom coming to say, like, your son needs you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to get back home. Yeah. And and it took that to to I don't know to give to give him the 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 okay to leave because I think he was too I don't think he felt like he could leave he dragged Beard all the way across the lawn you know what I mean and himself 
<clears throat> he promised all these things to the team and to the city and to Rebecca and all these people that he hasn't finished. He hasn't completed. And he's really close yeah. to go into the finals. But you can care. He, Yeah, I mean, you can tell he doesn't care. <laughs> like, even Pierce, like, dude, you have to care about winning sometimes. Yeah. And he's just like, eh. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to get people where they need to be as people. And then the winning will come. Like, like that's secondary to yeah. It always has been. And... I mean, to the point that I could even see them not showing us the final score. <laughs> but I think they will. Yeah. But, you know. But, it's not but, necessary at this point because the the championship was all the people. Like, the the great environment that they've built within the locker room and the people around him. Is, that's, that's his. That's what he's good at. Beard is more of the strategy yeah, and, guy. But now that you have Nathan and you've got Roy. Nathan's way better. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan's way better. And I, I think that... Ted leaves at halftime, uh, and Nathan takes over. I can see that. Uh, is what's going to do. Yeah, something is going to happen where he's like, he tells the guys what he's going to have to do after the game, and for whatever reason, they're like, go net. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like, following the, chasing the airport kind of a deal. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. In fact, well, you remember Roy even, like, talks about that uh, and, like, what he would uh, – see himself in a movie doing or something like that like at the beginning end of last season but anyway so uh yeah i think that i i think that he ends up in some way like handing the the whistle over like, yeah. during the game to nathan and nathan's strategy against west Ham because you know they'll play west Ham. yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh his strategy beats him or if he loses that'll be even more ted lasso than ever <laughs> But so, they still uh, celebrate no, that they've done, you know, finished second. They exactly. were they were a nothing team, yeah. and now there's yeah they finished yeah that's still huge. Exactly. Yeah. So either way, yeah. But can't wait, can't wait to see what all where it all ends. Uh, do you want to see Sam and Rebecca get together? Because I kind of don't. No, I I didn't like that storyline when it was going yeah. on. I don't need it now. Hard pass. Yeah, I, I hope she goes back to the to the boat. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, a show that you watch for some reason, Fubar, uh, which is a Netflix <laughs> series uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, a CIA operative on the edge of retirement, discovers a family secret and is called back into the field for one last job. Um, you know, I'll say this felt very so. So I watched it because my uncle's the sound editor in the church on this show. So uh, I had to support him and give it a little uh, view, a little click. But uh, it, it's funny. As I'm watching it, I'm like, well, this is clearly Arnold going, oh, you're going to make a True Lies show without me, huh? <laughs> I can do it better. <laughs> <laughs> and so he made True Lies, except instead of uh, bringing a 60-year-old wife into the fold, it's about his daughter instead. And uh, I, I watched the first episode uh, admittedly, I was a little tired when I watched it. It was the last thing before I passed out at like midnight last night. So uh, it was it was actually I, I chuckled. It was kind of funny. Uh, the handlers are really hilarious, uh, and uh, so it's and the daughter's really good. Uh, it's just that it's kind of hard to let yourself <laughs> watch a seventy-year-old Arnold uh, in the action scenes, <laughs> but uh, but. You know, it's it was fine. It was funny. It's not going to be a great plot. Uh, Is it worth watching? Like, what, what would you give it? What score would you give? Give, 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 give me another episode before I can tell you that. Uh, are you only? Are you one I, in? I, 
I'm one in, and okay. like I said, I kind of faded at midnight towards the end. Yeah, so, that's uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. You got to give it a little more time. Yeah, give me give me a little more, and I'll I'll tell you. I I but like the cast. The cast is solid. I mean, obviously Arnold, Monica Barbaro, who was Phoenix, and um, she's good. Yeah, and Top Gun Maverick, and she was good in that. Gabriel Luna, who I like him a lot. Um, Jay yeah. Barishal, who I love. Aparna Brielle from AP Bio, who I like a lot. Scott Thompson from New, uh, Kids in the Hall. Andy Buckley. It's got some, it's got some people in it. I'm a little intrigued. I don't want to be, but now looking at it, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. Adam Pally. <laughs> oh, Adam Pally. I like uh, Adam Pally. He's a, yeah. I'm gonna let you uh, guinea pig this one for me. But it's, it's. I don't. I, I hate that it might have potential. Travis Van Winkle is pretty hilarious. Yeah. He and, he and Fortune Timester or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the handler, they're the handlers. You'll recognize Travis from uh, from The Last Ship. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember him. Yeah, he was an accepted, okay. too. Yeah, he's been... I, I've seen him pop up in things here and there. Yeah, he he's delightful in this. Okay. <laughs> he, and, he and Fortune. Yeah, so uh, I think they're going to be... Uh, they're clearly her handlers, and like the uh, higher up guys in the CIA, and then Arnold has his own individual handler, okay. and so the they have to start working together. The handlers also, so it's kind of funny in that regard. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. It, it could end up being a pretty good show, but I, I'm not counting on it. Yeah, well, so, I'm seeing well, one picture where someone's got puppets, so I've got questions. You're someone has puppets yeah yeah they're they're sitting in an office and scott thompson has puppets that look like one of arnold and one of his daughter so that's probably going to be a mess oh, oh god we'll yeah see. I'll let you, <laughs> uh, yeah to be continued yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh god i wasn't even gonna mess with this but yeah let me know could be good uh i i, I like arnold so i don't know i'm rooting for him uh all right yeah moving on so you finally went and saw uh john wick I did. I did. I finally went and saw John Wick 4. Um, so, uh, I'll say this. The action just keeps getting better. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's lost all concept of reality. Uh, I, what I enjoyed about the original John Wick, and uh, in the second one I could too, even though it started going like all over, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy action, was that he has like he has a specific fighting style, right? And he still and that to be fair, they've stuck with. Yeah, it's like you know uh, the same the same couple like keto flips, uh, shoot him once in the stomach and then once in the head and then move to the next guy. Uh, love that. I, I, I truly enjoy that. They've stuck with it the whole way through. That's his style. Why wouldn't something change? Yeah. Uh, but like he was fighting other guys who were kind of less competent, and so you could believe him, you know, raiding his way through a building. <laughs> Uh, just being a better tactician, and uh, and now he's fighting like ninjas and samurais, and I think androids will be in the next one. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> now now blind kung fu masters who can uh, daredevil their way uh, through buildings and throw swords up second stories into people's heads, and you're like, yeah, okay. Well, I like that Donnie Yen basically played the same character that he did from Star Wars. Yeah, which he didn't want to do. <laughs> he even said, like, I don't want to be the blind Chinese man. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's done it twice. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I started to like how they did it in the first fight scene, where he's uh, they're in some kind of, like, I forget, museum or something, 
and he's fighting uh, John Wick, and that glass shatters between the two of them, but John's staying quiet, and so he's, like, standing in front of him, <laughs> and he doesn't know John Wick is there. Yeah. And John Wick's laying on the ground. you remember that? Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, and then, of course, at some point, he act- John's reaching for his gun because he's out of bullets, and he, like, cracks the glass, and that's how the fight resumes, you know, as he can hear where he is. But, like, then there were scenes throughout it where Donnie Yen's, like, in, like there's a dude like again standing in a second story balcony or something and as Donnie Lynn's like fighting other people he, he at one point he literally throws his sword to the second story <laughs> through a guy's head who, who didn't see the sword coming a mile away and then uh, but also like would you expect a sword there? right now you're sitting down <laughs> do you expect a sword coming at you no 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 see? but I mean I feel like the, the reaction time <laughs> of, of it having to fly you know a hundred yards to you is like even I can touch that. <laughs> but uh, but anywho, uh, now I enjoyed it. it. It's fun. I like the more that they build in uh, lore into it. The yeah, more I like. Yeah, I like, agree. You know, although I admit it's kind of also enjoyable to necessarily not know everything. You know, to have some surprises and stuff. But uh, I'll, I, the, the last two things I'll say, I'll let you go. Is, the uh, one, the duel was amazing. <laughs> Loved the duel. Yeah. Because that could have gone horribly awry. Yeah. Uh, and ruined the whole movie. Uh, loved the way they did that. And then two, um, the uh, it's kind of like the explosions in movies where somebody's running from an explosion, but it's just getting closer and closer and closer. But then they decide to show it like the motorcycle outrunning the blast for like three hundred yards yeah <laughs> where it's like just show that it's a little further away than that yeah <laughs> like you have an option yeah of like making this just slightly more realistic but you're like nah and uh they're like let's let's show him fall down an entire flight of stairs hitting his head on each stair all the way down okay whoa 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 but what if we, he goes down eight st- eight rows or eight uh flights of stairs see i oh, thought that part was funny it was kind of poking fun at it that's eight times as good <laughs> like, oh god dang, come on, the dude's dead. <laughs> and uh I don't know, I'm just gonna get up with a flesh wound. And then they're like, Hey, you remember where he fell off a building and hit a pipe and then fell the rest of the way down? And uh that and then he had uh, and that was the end of the movie and we had to have six months of rehab. Let's do it again. <laughs> in the uh in that uh fight scene where he's uh that, that big fat dude, he's fighting and he knocks him off uh third story and he hits a pipe on the way down with his spine and then falls the rest of the way and then gets up and starts fighting. Like, God, dude, like, you could just not do that. And it's still, and it's an even better movie. Like, you could still show a way he gets hurt, but he's a tough guy. Uh, I just hate the falling. That's all it is. Falling multiple flights of stairs and gravity, like, not, you're so tough that gravity can't hurt you. Ah, stop it. Yeah, see, <laughs> I just don't need that. In, in the third one, which I thought was the weakest in this in the series, um yeah when he fell at the end when he falls and hits his head and like and then he's like still alive i'm with you like i hated that too i thought that was very dumb this five stories in that one yeah oh no that was ridiculous i didn't like that um this one with the stairs i I thought it was kind of funny because like he's trying to keep trying to fight up these stairs and you know he's fighting against the clock and then one you know he gets knocked down once and just keeps start rolling down the the thing and so he's got to start because uh, uh, the it, it would, I don't know it kind of made sense because like that's what John John Wick is just kind of Sisyphus through this whole thing he keeps he keeps pushing the rock up at the hill 
and then gets knocked down and he's got to do it all over again and he just it's constant like all the movies seem like they're kind of just the yeah. same kind of Sisyphus kind of thing so I, I don't know that I, I didn't have a problem with that um, which is why the end was good of, of uh, Ian McShane's character saying how long are you going to keep doing the same thing yeah <laughs> like this this isn't the way to end things for you there's just going to be more so find a way to end this once and for all by getting redeemed dummy yeah and, uh, and that's what he does even though obviously there's something in it for him as well yeah uh but yeah, you can tell he still he cares about John, despite like you know having to do what he did at the end of the third. Movie. Sure. Oh yeah, he likes. Yeah, he respect. He, I think it's more respect, um, like or respect. Yes, whatever you call I it. agree. But the but I, the thing about this one was the scenes, like the battle scenes, the fight scenes were so long. Like this, great. this movie is almost three hours long. The fight scenes were all great. They were lit, unbelievable. Like. The one on the rooftop with the like the the red lights in the background and the cherry blossoms, like that was awesome. The one on the inside, like the the museum, the whole Japanese um, continental was all of that was fantastic. And so the like very that. end, yeah, the the battle with the marquee, and we'll get that into him in a second. But the battle of the marquee was like so excellent. And then just the fact, just um, Bill Skarsgård's as the marquee was so like that was such a phenomenal character and he did it so well and he did uh, yeah action was great too because the thing is like how are you going to get a bigger batter villain like each time like they have to get more and more and i thought yeah his accent was on like he he, he killed it he was phenomenal uh, we got clancy brown who was apparently even yeah, above him i love that and then shamir anderson who we kept seeing his name kind of pop up here and there, but I'd not really seen yeah, him I, in anything I until have. this. And I, I yeah, you yeah. saw him in Stowaway. This is the first time I've seen him. Yeah. But I thought he was awesome. Like, I, uh, that character, I would be down for a spinoff of that character. Hell yeah. Yeah, that would be a great spinoff. And I wouldn't count it out because they've announced that there's going to be multiple spinoffs yeah. of John Wick going forward, starting with the ballerina. Um, so yeah, I mean, why why wouldn't he be one of them, right? Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the what all the spinoffs will be, and I the world that they built is so it's Rich. so it, yeah it's yeah it's like I feel like you could you know how that world exists, and they keep adding on these different layers, and it doesn't seem forced. It just seems like all the pomp and circumstance seems very on par with everything else. Um, yeah. I'm also just interested to see if we get to see Akira in some of the spinoffs, played by Irina Sawayama. Apparently, she's a a, a singer, um, a Japanese British oh, okay. pop star. Which I yeah I didn't know she was, but she was just Hiroki Hiroyuki Sanada's daughter in this. And we love us some Hiroki Hiroyuki Sanada. So okay, yeah, yeah. No, I would see a spinoff with her because she gets away. I thought that was good. Well, well, did you see the post credits? Yeah, but it's been... I saw it, like, the first week in this came out. I don't so, remember what it was. So, so at the end, you know, spoilers, <laughs> we see that uh, John Wick appears to be dying on the steps after the duel, and he looks at Ian McShane's character, and he says, hey, will you do me a favor? And he's like, sure. And he goes, take me home. You know, and you see him flash... His life flash before him, his wife, and all that. And uh, and then you see him, yeah, Ian McShane and... Uh, and the Bowery Kings uh, are both looking at his uh, his grave, grave site. And, uh, and then 
the king basically laughs and walks off. So kind of implying maybe he ain't dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the post credits, uh, so I'm expecting to see he's alive, right? Like the king's got him down there again and healing him or something along that. Something to set up a John Wick five, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, no John Wick. He's still dead, and it shows her the 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 daughter of uh, uh, Rogi, uh, and she's uh, pulling out a dagger and walking towards Donnie Chin, who's bringing flowers to his daughter because yeah. he's free now also. So, but even though he's free and he's able to go see his daughter, she still wants vengeance against what he did to her dad. So. That might be a spinoff as well. Are we going to be following Donnie Chen's character? Uh, which makes the most sense because he's Donnie Chen. <laughs> Yen. He's Donnie uh, or, Yen. Or it could be Donnie Yen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, or it could be following her. But I think it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably following him. So, uh, yeah. I uh, So that's that's one character for potential spinoff. The ballerina with Ana Ardarmas is coming. And I'm all here for that one. Yeah. Um, because that's another world they... They tease you with these families and these worlds of, of, of people, uh, like the Berlin crew that's John Witt's actual family. But then don't – it's just a good tease. It's like here's a here's a rich uh, uh, potential like series about these people, but we're not going to give it to you yet. And here's another group, and here's another group, and here's another – so there's like so many paths they can walk down to to fill out this world and be a blast. And uh, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to see where they go with all this. But – the Continental is also being made. So was there... I, one of my favorite scenes of John Wick 4 is Clancy Brown coming in and saying, the hotel is closing. Yeah. <laughs> and you and then flipping the hourglass, and you're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see the closing being that they're blowing the whole thing up, and dude's losing his hotel, and there's a bounty. Not a bounty on his head, but he's not protected anymore. And uh, I'm like, wow, okay. Okay, so that's what happens if you if you don't follow the table uh, the way that, that that you're told to. So that sets up more for future episodes as well, where we can see different avenues of the continental and see what happens if they screw up. There's there's stakes now. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about seeing all these spinoffs and where they go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, I thought we got um, a good send off for Lance Reddick, who yeah. died in real life, and I think the, he, this was planned before that this scene it was um but yeah we got to see his departure from the the universe uh, uh, the john wick universe and i thought it was it was well done uh, it was it was sad too just because knowing that you know oh. in real life he died but um, and, and, and so is and so is life that yeah. should have been in the that should have been at the end of the movie just and so is life <laughs> you know just to just to honor him on the way out you yeah know what I mean? but yeah that was that was a great that was a great scene Right way for his character to go out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so what would you give this movie? Because I think you have a much... I think you're pretty low on it after you after yeah. you saw it. I'm, I'm not low on it. It's just that, like... You know how I always tell you, like, I, I like to... And we both do. I like to grade movies based on what they're supposed to be, what yeah. they're trying to be. Um, now I just... My idea of what they're trying to be is lower <laughs> than it used to. Like, it used to, like, take itself seriously as an action movie. The first one, at least. And... A little over the top, but still fun and somewhat realistic uh, with it, you know, and uh, now not so much. <laughs> uh, but but I'm OK with that because it's it's turning into something uh, much like the Fast and the Furious franchise. Shut up. <laughs> where 
where uh, sorry but where there's you know where they've got like you know in this corner they've got uh the, the tokyo crew we know about and the and the jason statham and the rocks of the world are out there doing their thing and the, you know what i mean the brazil crew we've met before with this the, the girl who died at Sindor's wife uh you know there's different like there's different people throughout the fast franchise that are like oh yeah those people the race wars uh, uh and all that kind of stuff so um and this is kind of like that where they're building a richer world and then they're going to do spin-offs and all kinds of things to explore that world further where, you know, it's built on the back of John Wick, but they don't have to have John Wick in it anymore. Uh, so, so what's, yeah, so what's I, your I'd score? Give it a, I'd give it an 8.5. 8.5? All right. Um, I think I'm going to, like, for what it tried to be, I'm giving it a 9.2. It was three point, it was three hours, it was three hours long. It, it didn't, feel painful at the end you're like oh yeah it's probably about time to wrap up but then they they wrapped it up so i enjoyed it the the scene alone where he's got the dragon's breath shotgun and it's the aerial view and it's going through all the room oh, that alone that, gets it an 8.7 awesome. yeah <laughs> yeah i forgot about that was amazing yeah that was my favorite thing in any john wick franchise oh yeah so oh yeah 100 oh. percent. oh that was amazing yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I have to give it at least a 9.2. All right, so um, IMDb gives it an 8.0, which is a 9.0 in real in the real world. Oh, yeah, also, all the suits are like magic shields now where <laughs> they just deflect bullets. They're... Did you notice that? That was okay. a big problem. That was a big problem I had. That was in the last movie. Yeah, so oh, yeah, they, tur- the... they started churching it up more and more, like, from the last one. This one, it just seemed like it was, like, all right, no one can be shot. Like, you, you can just use it so much oh. as a shield. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it just stuck out more to me in this one. Yeah, he pulled it up as he took a shotgun blast to the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, there's still physics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, even with Kevlar, you get knocked down. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anywho, yeah, yeah. That was, they started a uh, last movie showing that they weaved Kevlar into the suits. Yeah, they did uh, that in the second one. And I didn't, or maybe even the second, first one. Yeah. It might have even been in the first one. And I don't have a problem with that, but just the way that they used them was that it was. I, yeah, hey, I don't yeah. think Kevlar works exactly like that. And like you said, there's physics. Yeah. There's physics where if you get if you get shot with a shotgun, you're going to get blown back. I mean, even if it doesn't the, penetrate. Be a heavy suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 94 and 93. I won't ask you to guess which is which because that's too oh my tough. God. But, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, it was solid. This was... I think other than the first one, this is probably the best one. You can mark me down as wrong for this. <laughs> because <laughs> I would have never believed that the critics give it 93 or 94. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, but okay. Yeah, everyone <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on because, oh, man, I might have to go watch that later. All right, so you saw Fast X. I was going to go see it in, uh, in the 4, 4DX. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it just because, uh, A, the 40X is uh, is more expensive, and I'm like, do I want to pay this much money for a Fast and Furious movie? I mean, that's what it's for is 40X, but it's like, uh, Let me say, I could do literally anything else or do this. Go see it in 40X. Okay. It's in, I, I wish I'd have seen it in 40X. It, it is, I, this is what I'll say, one of the things I'll say for this movie. It can never be as ridiculous as the last one. <laughs> they, where where uh, Dotson goes into space? Okay, yeah. it's uh, it's never gonna be that cringy. It's still cringy, like they're all cringy. Uh, but it was still, an, I mean, 
we've gone to every one of them knowing how cringy they're going to be, and it hasn't stopped us. So why would it stop you now? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and, and it's less cringy than the last one, despite still being cringy. So, uh, and, but it's still fun in all the ways you want it to be fun. It's yeah. good in all the ways you want it to be good. There's some fun things that happen. There's a cool post credits. Go see it. Go see it. Like, there's no reason to be less excited about this than any other one that's come out before it. Yeah. Uh, Fast Five still the uh, best, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, go, go, go see it. All right. Fair yeah, enough. I, 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 think, I think you should go see it. And, and even more so in 40X. Go see it in 40X. Yeah. Go enjoy it. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. You know that's that. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. I know that. We still go see them. Go that's see fair. It. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, moving on. Uh, so we... We kind of found out. We I think I stumbled onto this. You one is you or me? I think I think it was me. But we stumbled onto this show on um, HBO Max called The Other Two, and yeah, you did. I was it me? Okay, I couldn't remember which one of yeah. us did. But it just started the third season. I think I was just looking through uh, to see. You know, we go through the streaming calendar, see what's coming out soon. And I saw this. I started looking at the cast. I'm like. Some pretty great names. I love me Ken Marino, Molly Shannon, Josh Segarra, Wanda Sykes, Brandon Scott Jones, um, Richard Kine. There's a bunch of good people I like in there. I had not really heard of Drew Tarver or Helena York, but my God, this show is so funny. Like it's like it's it's got its cringe moments, but it's funny because the two main people are not the best people. Uh, they're trying to do their careers. They're not the worst. They're not they're the not worst. The yeah, they're not the best. But like everyone, like but their mom, and there's uh and their little brother who is Chase Dreams, who's like a Justin Bieber type. They're all so supportive of each other. Like they all love each other and they're all so supportive. And even Ken Marino, who's a goof, but ends up dating Molly Shannon. They're like, yeah, he's a oh, goof. Oh, don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. How yeah. far are you That's into okay. it? It's fine. I'm only in the. I'm almost done with the first season. Oh, okay, okay. So so far, it is solid. Yeah. I just, I've been having to watch an episode or two in between other shows when I get a chance. Yeah. Because uh, it's hard to just binge it because, you know, not for the us. finale comes out. Or, yeah. No, I'm just saying I get hit with, like, major other things. Yeah. So, and I only have so much time. So, yeah, so, like, the Barry finale wins, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but, uh, no, it's it's been great. And I got to say, Wanda Sykes' storyline, if you want to say, the character. Yeah. I don't know if it's acting so much as just the idea of her character and her PR team constantly freaking out about the the seesaw act of okay we got these gays now we got to get these gays yeah oh <laughs> yes <laughs> we got these gays on board now we got to get the uh the cis regular males out there on board and now we got to get the teenage girls back on board oh, oh we're losing the gays yeah uh, it's just the insta gays yeah the insta gays yeah. yeah oh god it's so funny watching this balancing act between all these groups of people and being terrified of losing any one of them uh that i thoroughly I mean, I've laughed out loud so hard at that. And, uh, yeah, this whole world that I would have never thought to explore with them. And uh, it's been hilarious, man. I, nothing will beat Justin Thoreau's apartment. But uh, except if they'd found in a closet a whole pile of sleeves. That would have that would have made it even better. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I love, love the series so far. And uh, I think I just saw – it wasn't The Prom. I've seen a few episodes after The Prom. But uh, I will say the body double at prom that then goes on to, like, Jay-Z's party or whatever was mm -hmm. hilarious. Yeah. So funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. This, this show, it keeps getting 
Stick with it. It keeps getting funnier and funnier. Oh, yeah. I think season two might be better than season one. And then season three is, I think, five episodes in. in. The thing is, we can sit and watch a whole bunch of them at once. Uh, but we we kind of have to, like, limit ourselves because we don't want to blow. We're afraid of, you know, we're going to catch up at some point. And I don't yeah. want that to happen. <laughs> and you and I both, it, it's one of those things. Like, you know that old uh, Simpsons gag where uh, Bart sees the cupcake that Homer's electrified on top of the fridge? And he's like, he reaches for it and it zaps and he goes, ow. And he keeps looking at it, ow, ow. Yeah. He just keeps doing it. We're that way with comedies. At some point, you and I have to remember, like, watch two episodes and then and then walk away. Yeah. Because because you kind of when you watch the same style of comedy and you binge it like a Parks and Rec, like a this, it it loses its humor after like a, a little bit because you know what I mean. Like you kind of need to step back and then come back to it. Even dramas uh, are kind of that way. We're like we flew through the first three seasons of Justified, and then this last season we've been like it's it's we've kind of had to. Because there's all these other shows coming out. We're like, oh, yeah, we still have Justified. And so we're like halfway through the last season, which has been great. Uh, but, we, you know, you just keep when – you, when you binge something so much, you just – after a while. I mean, ice cream is delicious, but too much ice cream and it makes you sick. But, but I, I think with comedy especially, like, you almost get into a rhythm that's not good. Like where yeah. you know where the comedy is coming. And that kind of takes a little away from it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. It, it kind of – it kind of like dilutes the comedy. Yeah. And and yeah, that's why I like it. It's better when I get it like dosed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely be sticking with this for sure. All right. Um, what would you give this? God. Oh, I don't know, man. I I mean, again, I'm only like five yeah, or six maybe for, in or something. Yeah. But so far, like. Oh, I mean, like I'm, I'm teetering on a nine. Yeah, I, I'd put it at. I feel like a, it's a nine is very solid. Um, I feel like it's got the ability to go further up too. I feel like a nine is my bare minimum right now. Yeah, and it's got that uh, special thing going for it where you weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you kind of there's something just great about finding and stumbling on a show that. Even though maybe the rest of the world knew about it, you didn't. Yeah. And and you're like, oh, oh, I, I, my, my bar was really low on this, and this is hilarious. So, I, you know, and uh, I, st- I still kind of call it the Green Street Hooligan effect because yeah. I'll never forget stumbling upon that VHS tape one day and going, what's this? <laughs> like, how did I not know this amazing thing existed? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and ever since then, yeah, like whenever I find something, that's the the cult classic thing that hits me, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> this is delightful and uh yeah anyway no i, I can't wait to watch more and uh I, was it always max do you know it looks it like it is yeah HBO i believe max? it's always yeah it looks like it was always on hbo so okay. yeah right. so the creator was one of the head writers at snl chris kelly who i don't know ah yeah but yeah it was uh, yeah, one of the head writers more. on there um okay yeah or michaels is a producer yeah yeah he's also written on broad city um it looks like it came out of UCB, which Amy Poehler is one of the, the starters of that. So uh, good pedigree for this. And it's just, yeah, it's excellent. It's so funny. Um, IMDb gives it a 7.8, which is an 8.8 in the real world. And then I'm going to give you two scores. I'm going to see if you can if you can get this one. Uh, 86 and 97. Jesus. 
<laughs> for those listening, uh, this is Rotten Tomatoes for the critics and audience scores, and Andy is uncommonly good at it. Well, now you just screwed me. <laughs> you just said, here goes the kicker for the extra point. He has yeah. 38, 38 attempts. Uh, this uh, one's a tough one. Yeah, I think this one would be a tough one, because I don't know... It, yeah, how many how many critics have reviewed it? Do you know? It doesn't say for critics or audience, so it could be pretty. Yeah, it could be pretty varied. Shoot. I know. I hate when they uh, don't do that. Yeah, because for me, like, if you get if it's a higher number of critics, it lowers the score more. If it's like yeah. thirty critics, it could easily be ninety-seven. Yeah. Uh, I'll say critics yeah, eighty-six. Oh no, it's ninety-seven no, critics, backwards. eighty-six okay. audience. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the, the number matters a lot, I yeah. think, because, yeah, it, it, I, I believe it's 97 critics, but I would also almost bet money that it's, like, less than 100 critics. Yeah, you're do. probably right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but, but who knows? Yeah. No, no it's, no, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Yeah, no, I'll definitely be watching more. HBO does a great job finding good comedies, but at the same time, it's hard to give them credit for taking a Lord Michaels produced project. <laughs> I mean, not all of those are, are hits. Some of those true. fail true. pretty regularly. There's probably quite a few that have failed hard that you don't know about. That's true. Um, so another another show because we got to move right along. Yeah, I, I Bubkiss. Uh, so this is from Pete Davidson. Also stars Edie Falco. Who my God, Edie Falco is just such an amazing actress. Like I, I feel like I've seen her in like three different three things recently, and she's just solid every single time. Uh, Joe Pesci is his grandfather. Brad Garrett's in it. Um, and then it's got just kind of a smattering of a few other people every once in a while. Bobby Cannavale was in a couple episodes, but it's very, it says it's very loosely follows Pete Davidson's life, combining grounded storytelling with some absurd elements from the worldview for which Davidson is well known. Um, the first episode I was like, Ooh, it could be good in the end. I, I was like, that's ah, a little bit too over the top. That's a little ridiculous. And if you haven't, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't. You'll see. Uh, yeah, you'll see. Because this is, uh, the more I watch it, it's it's ridiculous. It's absurd. But there's a lot of parts that I like. And there's some, like, there's some serious parts that are really solid. Like the, the how many episodes are you in on this one? Oh, just the one. Oh, you've only seen one? Yeah. Oh, keep going. It does get better. So the next one is actually the one with Bobby Cannavale, the second one. And it's really good. Oh, no, I've seen two then. I've oh, okay. He's the, he's the like uncle or yeah 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 he's the uncle yeah which is and you're like because the first one's kind of ridiculous segment like okay it's got some heart and then it's so i'm we're four in it's not the best show in the world but it has some really good parts and i don't know it's worth watching like there's only eight episodes i'm definitely going to finish this because i'm intrigued and it looks like there's still a lot of good guest stars coming up i'm just yeah it's just kind of interesting because I'm into it. I, I like how much he, really in all his projects, I'll give him this, because uh, we're not breaking news here that Pete Davidson is blasted in the media yeah. as being this weirdo and, and, you know, all this stuff. But uh, he does a great job of just being self-deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't, for a second, try to, like, make himself out to be anything oh, yeah. fantastic. He, he, in the first uh, couple minutes, he, he, I heard the term butthole eyes, which I'd never heard before, uh, which is <laughs> appropriate yeah. but funny that he included that in there. Yeah, yeah. He definitely uh, showed the worst of his Google reviews. Yeah, uh, yeah no, you got you got to respect it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I look forward to watching more of it for sure. So, 
uh, is another one of those things that now that all our shows are kind of wrapping up, these will be some of the two that I run back to. to yeah. 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 We keep coming back to it. Yeah. And the third one, I think you would like the third one's pretty good. The third episode. Uh, okay. There's some really good stuff. And then the fourth one, the fourth one is called Crispy Town. And it's basically Fast and the Furious. Like, it, it keeps making references to Fast and the Furious. And it's yeah. ridiculous, but it's fu- it, it's funny the way, it, you know, it just kind of addresses it. But it's, the biggest thing is it goes, it bounces back and forth and just kind of like this heightened ridiculous scenes. And then like these very deep emotional scenes. And so it kind of, it throws you off a little bit like that it's kind of grounded in reality. And then it's also like wildly absurd. And it can flip that switch so easily. And I think that's... I love that. I, yeah, I appreciate it because you don't see it a ton, but I think it does kind of throw you out of the moment sometimes with certain stuff. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But overall, I I, I mean, this feels like it's going to end up being probably like an 8.2 or something. Like, worth watching, enjoyable. That's solid. But that's yeah, solid. yeah. And not, it's not the same as other things I've seen before. It has a very specific audience, it feels, though. Yeah. Like, this is not something you're going to go tell everyone you know to watch. But yeah. You're not going to be talking about it at the water cooler at work unless you know the guy real well. I'm not <laughs> suggesting it to, to Pete and Babs, <laughs> to my parents. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, other right. trash people like yourself and I. Uh, that's why I would suggest it, too. Good idea. Yeah. All right. Um, next is Platonic. So you say you've only seen one episode of this? No, I've seen none. You've seen none? Uh, okay. I, yeah, I haven't got to see it yet. I'm, I'm really wanting to. Yeah, so uh, we watched but, the first yeah. two episodes, I think. A three dropped on Friday. We watched the first two. Um, the first one, it takes a little bit to kind of set, like, the you know, the first episode is always the foundational one. And it, it's setting up, it's setting everything up as efficiently, I feel like, it can with this kind of story. Um, but it's not till the yeah. end where, it, like, everything comes together. Like, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to kind of, like, continue with the show. And it's good. I, I enjoy it. I think it could be somewhere between the other two and Bupkis um, level-wise. But, man, I just – I love Rose Byrne. Uh, Seth Rogen's delightful. And them together is always so much fun. Is this their third thing? The, so they did both the Neighbors movies. and Oh, that's right. There was two Neighbors. Yeah, there's two Neighbors movies, that. and they did that. Um, Have I seen both? But she's worked with a lot of, like – She's like she was in Bridesmaid with a lot of Saturday Night Live people, and well, he's not. He wasn't on Saturday Night Live. I don't know what I was thinking about, but she's always like she's great in comedy and drama. Yeah, I think this is the only one. Yeah, she. So what I read was she was in The Boys. She's uncredited as Rose Byrne. No, there. Yeah. yeah, no, she. She. Uh, or what I read is that they wanted to just kind of build on the chemistry that they formed during Neighbors, and they've become good friends in real life. Yeah. Uh, and, and Bobby Cannavale, too, and they wanted to just kind of expand on that. And so, and, and from what it said was, they did a pretty good job of taking the same kind of tone uh, between their friendship and everything from Neighbors into this. Like, you know, and again, tone, not same story or anything like that. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Uh you know, I love both of them. Yeah. Uh, everything he produces is gold, uh, just about. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I, I'm so glad I got all these comedies to catch up on. Yeah. This is good. This is good stuff. Yeah, I know, because for a while it seemed like we had a bunch of really good dramas and not a lot of comedies, which is tough. Because yeah. after a while, like, ooh, I just need to take a breath. 
I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, no. Check this one out. It's it's enjoyable, and I think it's going to end up getting better and better. But, um, yeah. yeah, very solid. All right. Next is all right. We got two left, and these are the biggies. The so biggies. the yeah. two finales. First off, let's talk Succession. Oh okay. man. Oh Andy, this yeah, was buddy. so good. So it's entitled oh, with open eyes. Um, ahead of the final board meeting on the Waystar Gojo deal. Kendall and Shiv try to shore up their opposing interests and get a fix on the whereabouts of a physically and emotionally bruised Roman. Yeah, this was this was such a great episode. Yeah. Like, so well done. You clearly this was a perfect example of a show where they knew they where they were going from at the beginning. Uh, of, of the of the series. You know what I mean? Like they, they had this planned out so that they'd wrap it up here. Uh, because there's so many beautiful callbacks to things that happen throughout the rest of the series. Um, and I think you're going to, this is going to be a series where it's probably going to be hard to rewatch this series, but I feel like if you did, you'd catch a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so yeah, it starts off, you know, Shiv and, and Kendall on opposing sides. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And Kendall on opposing sides. Roman's Roman's gone after the breakdown or meltdown from the funeral Mm -hmm. uh, and people don't know where he is even. Um, And it just does that great thing. The secession does where it makes you believe if only for a second that the family's really coming back together (laughs) and, and they find out Roman is with their mom and they both, and, and their mom's like, look, I just want you to come out here to be with family just come out here and see your mom you know and get shiv to come out there and then she finds a way to get Kendall there and she's like i'm just so glad we can be together as a family when in reality it's an excuse to have her new husband pitch his new company to them. yeah <laughs> it was never about and, and and to the point that when they when they're flying away or driving off they go what a waste of time yeah yeah he says I, yeah what a waste of time there. like the kids are she going did. through something but she's nodding yes like, like, they're awful. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, and the kids are going through something. But you do at least get a five-minute, you know, uh, montage, if you will, of the kids finally coming together because uh, Madison basically says to Tom, uh, Shiv, who, you, who is comfortable, is going to be, is really excited about becoming the new CEO. And uh, he tells Tom, why should I have... Shiv, when I can have her husband that runs ATM, ATN, and Shiv's part's already been done. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't need her anymore. Everything yeah. I need her for is done. Uh, but I do need you. And uh, I need and, a yes man. That, He's saying I need a yes man. Well, you're right. Yes, he does. He says I need a puppet, and uh, and I, but I also need someone who kind of knows ATN, and, and 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 can and can take on. Oh, he says somebody who can take a punch, uh, because you're there's going to be a lot of punches taken. Basically says I'm going to come in and fire damn near everybody and build it back up on my own image, and you're going to take all that yeah. hatred. That hatred. He's going to be the, the whole the time I'm punching bag and the man. yeah, 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 and which is what he's been his whole <laughs> the whole series. Yeah, he's been a punching bag for for Logan, punching bag for Shiv, punching bag for the even the brothers. Uh, so yeah, I mean he knows how to be a punch a joke to the Greys who know yeah. he's not a real uh, Roy. Uh, and so, yeah, so he's like, yeah, I can take a punch. And, uh, and so Shiv, you know, finds this out while she's over there with Roman and they realize like the only way to win this is 
Shiv, you join us. We 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 trio up again, tripod up, and we bring them, some people over with us, and we keep this company and run it ourselves. But they said, but we need one figurehead. We we it was a joke to try to say we could do two or three of us. Yeah. And through process of elimination, they knew what we all know and has been setting up is it's got to be Kindle. Kindle's the one to do it. Uh, I always and, thought Shiv would have been the best one, for honestly. Well, but they're like she doesn't have any experience yeah. at all, and and he does, and he's been and he did and he blew out of the park that whole uh, living situation, whatever they called that. I yeah, plus. yeah, living yeah. Plus. He did. Uh, he did good at the speech at his dad's know, funeral. I thought it would be Shiv. I just thought it'd be Shiv because like after the article came out where it seemed like she was the puppet master for uh, Madsen uh, that that gave her some credibility and maybe she could I still think yeah, she probably yeah. would have been the best the best option but none of them they're also damaged they none of them should have been, even been in that world well in the perfect it shows their ego egos in that it was probably that article that showed her uh, the, the political cartoon puppeting Madison and that it was that article probably that made him furious and fire her mm-hmm. uh, because he's such he's so ego driven and then realizing that he wanted to be the puppet master, not the other way around. And uh, he also and so, carried yeah. it out very similar to how Logan would have like doesn't get yes, overly did. loud like, oh, I don't know, well, we'll see. And then does all these things in the background because he doesn't want to be challenged. He just needs someone to kick. He's like, I've got the ideas. I don't need ideas because that's what Shiv brought. I need someone yeah. to carry out my my ideas my yeah You're my yeah and not, he's basically a lo- like he is Matson is a logan roy of today we kind of saw at the end logan was kind of he was kind of becoming a dinosaur you know he's fixed on the the news the local news and all that like well people don't really watch cable anymore and Matson was the future of streaming and you know, this tech guy and it was and, and Matson was kind of setting things up because when they were first trying to acquire him he switched it around and now he's gonna acquire them Matson, that was kind of the turning of the tide and Matson is the yeah. new logan roy exactly and that's why like logan was at one point gonna sell to him like he saw that in him that, yeah this is the new me like we'll let this guy do this yeah um but um but yeah i love that we get the five minutes of which is the best part of every season when the fan when the three of them come back together yes unified for for a little bit and uh, they've got to anoint their brother. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> uh, make him a meal fit for a king. And then they dump the deal on his head. Yeah. All that. So it's kind of funny. And then enjoying endearing for a second uh, before you know what's going to inevitably happen. Yeah. And sure enough, they, they get back to the, to the board. They've got it. They win. They've got the votes. They turn the people they need to. It's all coming along. It's, it's six to six. And Shiv just has to say the word. Yes. But even yes. before that, and, Roman pauses. Like, they come to Roman, he's like, because uh, he even, he knows, Kendall's not going to be good at this. He's going to run into the ground. I can get my money now and just be done. Like, it's done. We're all, like he even says, we're all bullshit. Like, we're all fake. Well, we don't really, yeah. we aren't, we don't really exist in the world. We're just, we're just rich kids. We don't really have any, anything to contribute. That That's the most gut-wrenching scene. And oh, yeah, I know. That, that, that's where I was going to go with it. Is, yeah, you're right. That, he, he. He hesitates, but then Shiv just goes, uh, I got to get out of here for a second. Yeah. And she goes out of the room. And yeah, you you finally get to see the three kids wrestle with the fact that, you know, you know Roman's saying it out loud. We're bullshit, man. 
like we are bullshit. You're bullshit. I'm bullshit. Yeah. Shiv's bullshit. We're bullshit. We've done nothing. We, you know, we don't deserve it. Like, and he gets that first taste of we're bullshit when he gets beat up in that uh, by that parade of people. Yeah. Uh, angry about Madison. He's like, oh yeah, like I love this. By Macon. Yeah. The, the, the comment he throws in. Uh, to I won the fight, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was even, you know, and so yeah, that that whole breakdown and and what. What Shiv, what what makes Shiv break down is realizing Tom is the one that's going to become the CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, she says it's Tom. It's freaking Tom. Yeah. And, and when she's sitting there and having to wrestle with it, um, I think she realizes that 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 Tom is going to win, <laughs> and that Tom will, will do a better job. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then then he will, and she's got to determine like, do I do I bow down to Tom, and I'm still you know, in play or, uh, am I out or do I try to do this on my own? And she, she can't do it. She, she votes no or votes actually, sorry, votes yes. Yeah. And, uh, damn, (laughs) damn. And, and I thought Kendall was going to kill himself. I did too. He kind of alludes to it. Yeah. But like, I'm going to, you know, but, but it's even better that every season, I don't know if you noticed, but every season, one of the main, sequences as him and his relationship with water <laughs> um, oh yeah it starts off the series with them looking at the water and as they're driving towards the deal and uh kind of the, the, the choppy waters and uh and then uh, and ends the season with him you know uh, or sorry maybe they start season two i forget one of them with him killing that kid mm-hmm. i think it's that's, the, the, that's the end of season one yeah yeah killing the kid as they drown in the water and it's taking him down and he's got to decide what to do it starts off season two with him floating uh, upside uh, upside down in the water. It's oh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, when things are going well, it shows him on a raft facing up in the water, uh, relaxing uh, at one point. And then in this one, it ends with him staring at just the, the ferocious waves. Uh, and, and he's, as he realizes he's nothing, and his future is nothing. Like, it's, it's such a great ending because even in all of this, like, they're still freaking billionaires. <laughs> yeah. The sale means they get billions yeah. a piece. Like they're billionaires. But it doesn't matter because their whole life, the stakes set up in the show are all that matters is who's gonna come out on top, who's gonna be the one that controls the empire. And it's none of them. And they're seen in the public eye now as bullshit. Well, they're and just they're they're irrelevant. Before they had power because they I were mean. yeah, that's they're just mean. irrelevant. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. That's what I mean. Yeah, they're both they're irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And and I love the ending shot of Tom getting in that car oh. and just putting his palm up the way Logan Roy did once, and uh, and Shiv having to she just lays her hand in there. Yeah, lays, they don't lays hold her it. Hand yeah. In there. And she yeah. doesn't want to be there. And you can tell there's a bit of like forced perspective to make. He looks much larger uh, in that shot than she does to kind of show that it's different. I, I kind of oh, want to yeah. go back and watch the the first like episode or two just to just to kind of see if there's some kind of mirroring in that way, which I'm sure there is. But and it's his it's his it's Tom finally being in a weird way rewarded for all the loyalty he's shown. Yeah throughout the thing and he's like i need 
you take care of Tom, Tom will take care of you. Yeah. And he said that, and he offers to go to jail for Logan. Yeah. Uh, like all this through the whole thing. And uh, I, I think they, they, they perfectly, perfectly encapsulate Tom. Uh, and I'm sorry for the language here, listeners, earmuffs. Uh, but they say, he'll suck the biggest cock in the room. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they describe him at the end. And that's literally, that's him. Yeah. I mean, whether it's Macon, whether it's Madison, and they finally show that scene where he gets to Madison say, "Okay, why you?" Yeah. And he gets to he gets to suck, <laughs> and uh, and becomes the CEO because of it. And uh, yeah, great. It was just such a great thing to watch. Like they all get their own misery. Low, yeah. uh, uh, you know. So yeah, I couldn't have been a better ending. I don't think. Well, you? I well mean, oh yeah. You oh no. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, a few like you touched on a bunch of the stuff that was very pertinent. Uh, a few other things. I just it's like the whole th- like you kind of predicted this a long time ago that it was you know uh, Remus and Romulan or you know the do- the found the downfall of Rome and that's kind of what it was here. It was a little bit of all three of them, um, but it's the entire like eventually Rome was just wiped out and that's kind of Roy Star like the whole Logan Roy. Uh, legacy is gone because of who he, you know, who he was. So the company is gone. It's sold to, you know, some other, to a, a tech billionaire in another country, and they'll probably get rid of the name. And then the house yeah. that Connor ends up buying, Will is going through, oh, we're going to get rid of all of this stuff, and we're going to, I've got, Any, I'm bringing in a cow print. Logan. Do what? <laughs> yeah, anything that's Logan. Yeah, anything, yeah. Anything that said Roy is gone. Yeah, she's getting rid of everything. And so... That, like his house is gone. He's got that huge mausoleum. No one's gonna see it. No one. He wasn't liked. No one. Like people will just go on with their lives, and everything that he built and held so tightly onto is gone. The legacy of him is gone, and it will just even, it'll be faded into obscurity. Yeah, but even she loses. Remember that line, what Shiv says here? She's leaving. Like, oh, because the reason she's so excited and she's accepting and she marries him and she's moving in his mansion that she realizes he's gonna uh, he's gonna become the diplomat. And, and move over to wherever in, in, in the Middle East. Yeah. And she tells him, she says, I'm going to stay here while he goes six months a year to take care of that. Yeah. So she's going to live life the rich queen. And Shiv says to her, oh, you didn't hear? Macon may not win. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys so get a lot more time get, together. You'll yeah. get to be together forever. And that's like their loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wants to uh, live her life without her. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is like Connor knew who, what she, who she was when he married her. She never really hit it. Yeah. She's not a sympathetic character because those don't exist in this show. But no, he got no. Yeah, everyone kind of. I mean, everyone kind of got what they deserved. Um, I and one scene that I thought was the one with Roman where he starts freaking out because he doesn't want he doesn't want to go in the room because like he's like the stitches look too good. People wonder why didn't you get the job? Why didn't you? You know, he's kind of freaking out. Like obviously he wasn't going to get it, but he's under so much. He's just kind of cracking with his dad and the CEO position and everything. Yeah. He was never built for it. And his dad just kind of just was so wrong to him. And he's like, well, yeah. uh, he's like, it looks too good. People are going to wonder why I didn't get it. And uh, Kendall, he gives him a hug and like shoves his, his like eyebrow where the stitches were into him to kind of open it up. So he looks worse. And it's such yeah. a gut wrenching scene. Cause it's this brutal scene, but it's kind it's of like done spicy. out of love. You, you hope, um, Tough love. Yeah, the, the weird, the weird, yeah, the only kind of love that that family really knows how to show. And yeah, 
that was a that was a gut wrenching scene. Like just that well, that aspect of it. And they say earlier, like shift. So I'm going to go find whatever uh, pain dungeon my my brother's in. Yeah, <laughs> torture dungeon my brother's in. Because yeah, that's he's always been beaten, and that's his his idea of love. And you're right, like it. it he keep it. He, uh, Kendall even gets out of Logan's chair to do it. He yeah. stands up out of Logan's chair to walk over and and cause his brother to bleed out of quote unquote love to explain why he's going to take the win <laughs> and not and not him. And I, I want to say one thing real fast too because you 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 brought up Romulus and Remus. So yeah, I, I said from the beginning like yeah, like Romulus kills his brother. Like that's the big deal, right? And uh, and then the sister's name Shiv after Shiva, the goddess of uh, the god of death, right? Destruction, um, yeah. They, uh, destruction. They make a joke to that. So uh, uh, they're they're in the water, and Kendall goes swimming off while they have to decide who to anoint. And they say like, should we kill him? Yeah, we should kill him. Yeah. How would you do it? And they they kind of talk about. It. I'm like, yeah, that's what everyone's been, been waiting for. Is is Romulus going to kill his brother? And uh, and they so they do acknowledge it and kind of laugh about it. And, and Shiv Shiv the goddess of death, yeah, yeah, talking about it. And and Shiv is the one who kills them at the end. Because she could have said yes, or she could have said no to someone, and she's the one who makes the final nail in the coffin of no, and, and essentially kills them all, uh, so or destroys it all. So yeah, I, they lived up to their names, uh, and I, so I like all that how they did it in a different way than expected. Uh, and uh, yeah, but you, 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 anything else you noticed from it? So I just I just looked that? into this because I, I I couldn't remember if we got it right because the fall of Rome was from the Goths I think, but. Uh, Romulus and Remus were the ones that founded the city of Rome uh, right. after Romulus kills Remus. After, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he kills his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... I think that's everything I've got from that But My God. And the whole time, like, how can this end and end appropriately? But it did. Like, the Silver Hairs all got their money and got out. Yeah, um, they're the only ones who won. But yeah. they only won because they took abuse. Yeah. For- 40 years yeah so yeah that's it's hard to call that a win and tom kind of won yeah tom and he got what he wants but he also is now locked in a loveless marriage so but he has the power the thing is he was always in the loveless marriage but the problem is tom shiv had the upper hand in that marriage and tom kind of did whatever she wants the roles are reversed now and but he did walk the law he and, wanted and the he love, but now he I mean, doesn't need whole... it. But now he doesn't need it because he has the power, uh, which is the, which is the only commerce it. in this family. I think he still wants it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think. He, but he even said they have a conversation. She calls him. She's like, "Do you think there's any way we could make this work and be convenient with you being the father? I mean, you know, us being married. If we could make this work, he goes, I don't know. I just don't know if I have that anymore. And then at the end is when she puts his he he. Puts his he doesn't look he looks straight ahead just puts his hand out for her to I mean basically she's giving fealty and so yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. the the love is not it doesn't matter anymore because now he has the power and they see that as the currency that matters yeah I still think it's more I mean I don't power doesn't take uh, he says it sounds more like he he wants to he's sacrificing love for the power. But he said when they have that talk in the balcony, but he still really wants to love. He loves her. She doesn't love him back. So that's why I like I love the fact that they're I don't know. But the, uh, that's the thing is he loved her up until the point that he didn't. It didn't seem like he it, it didn't. Well, she crushed him. She crushed yeah. him. 
Yeah, she did crush him, but it's still at this point he doesn't he doesn't need it anymore because he's the CEO and you know, he'll still have the daughter of Logan Roy as his wife mm-hmm. and sure. his grandson will be, you know, a legacy and he's the CEO of ATN, but he's yeah. Shiv doesn't have anything. I mean, she's got all that money, but that the money like they always had money. The only thing the only time money mattered is when you can get more money over the corpse of someone else. Yeah, money's never been the thing. It's been power. They started with it. Yeah. And they end with it. It's never been the thing. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I don't know that Tom loves it. I, I think even Shiv realizes that because you see the look on her face where it's just like, it's almost like a captive prisoner. Um, yeah. Not, not that there's any, I feel bad for the character because they've all, you know, they've all sowed their own oats on this one. But, uh, no, I, I thought it ended excellent. I thought it turned a, mm-hmm. told a great story. And this was the right time to end it. It was, and they, I, I think they did a masterful job killing off Logan when they did. Yeah. Um, like that. And was, being so abrupt. Yeah. Yes. That the abruptness of it was the best part. In fact, I don't think. Well, they said uh, Brian Cox didn't even know when they were going to do it, and he was a little pissed at when he did it, and when they did it. Uh, he said that in the news the other day. So he's like, I think they did it too soon. I don't like. Don't like that they killed me off so fast. Uh, they probably didn't tell him because that episode where he dies, he's he's not in it. He's just so, laying on the ground. Yeah. Well, they they show his body laying on the ground. Yeah, I was wondering if they even uh, <laughs> just yeah, I don't know. He used something else, but I was say like knowing he's so hot headed, might not like it. But no, I, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I thought it was brilliant, brilliant. Uh, give it a nine point nine. <laughs> Wonderful series. Uh, what keeps yeah, you from giving dark, it a ten? Dark as hell. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I even wouldn't give it a ten. Because what be it, 10. it 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 was successful in what it set out to be. Um, yeah, it could be a ten. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, I don't really. There was not anything that I found issues. It's slow. It's a slow burn. But I think that's. I don't. I don't think that's a detriment to the. Sh- I think that's just kind of the pace of the show. I don't think it like it got slow at certain points. It was explaining things and things had to be drawn out. But. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was excellent. I would give it a ten. Uh, I don't know, I don't know anything that would hold me back. Um, IMDb gives it an eight point nine, which is a nine point nine in the real world with one hundred ninety six thousand votes. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't show how many votes this has gotten, which that annoys me. But um, and I won't question you on this one; it's just too much. But ninety five percent from critics, eighty eight percent from audience. So. If you've not seen the show, uh, I'm too bad you just heard the ending from us, but it's definitely worth a watch. Yep. All right. All right. Now the best, the best for last. Is it? The, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know about best. I put it. I think it's on the same par as Succession. But Barry. So we got the finale. Uh, Barry, having received a call from NoHo Hank, leaves to go save his family from his grasp. Barry then is confronted with the choice as he learns Mr. Cousineau is blamed for the death of Janice. Um. So, basically, Noho Hank has Sally and Barry's kid, and Fuchs wants Barry. And he says, hey, Hank, you bring me Barry, and we can end this this whole thing right now. And Cousineau is in trouble because the money came, they found the money that he used to buy his son's house. And when he came back, it seemed like his ego got him again. He was wanting to be in movies, and he kind of walked himself into wrongfully looking like he 
killed Janice and got Barry to or got Barry to kill her. Or there's a few different stories that they don't well, really solidify on until the and shot his son and shot, and shot his, his son, son when he found out. Yeah, that's right. So he's blamed for that because he did shoot his son. But he it's did, also but right when his son found out a little bit about the money, yeah, where it came from, it's when uh, and then yeah, and so he gets blamed for all that. So. Um, yeah, I mean, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with character by character? Yeah, uh, of how it how it wrapped up for them. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I would say let's start with the overall Bill Hader. Yeah. Or Barry, sorry. God. Oh, loved it, loved it. <laughs> so Barry, yeah, Barry uh, goes to Kusinaus, uh, right? Uh, well, no, hold on. Okay, so we'll, let's start with he finds out that Noho Hank has his wife and son, or his, yeah, yeah wife Hank and calls son. him. Uh, yeah, and calls him. And so he goes to basically a Walmart. Yeah. And just says weapons and gets all the weapons <laughs> he wants. <laughs> and uh, and the, maybe the most horrifying scene in the whole movie, just an angry shooter demands weapons, gets all he wants, and walks right out of it through every through a whole bunch of people. Uh, and it's that perfect Barry scene of scary and funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and goes to go all Rambo only to get there and he doesn't need to. Uh, uh, the Raven, <laughs> his, his buddy, um, has saved his son. And we'll go into why and how later. But hands his son off to him, and his son run, runs over to uh, to Barry. As he just said, you know, he prayed to God right before he goes in. If you give me the strength to just help me to get my wife and get through this, I'll, I'll happily sacrifice myself for them. Mm-hmm. You know, just let me let me do this right. You know, and uh, and yeah, doesn't doesn't need to. So. He gets his wife and kid away uh, there in the hotel, and and, his wife, and Sally says to him, like, I think you need to turn yourself in. He goes, I don't know if that's what God wants for me. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, he kind of gave me what I wanted. Like, I think he's shown me that he's got other plans. And he's like, she's like, no, the only way this is, this wraps up is if you sacrifice yourself, mm-hmm. which is what he said he would do to God. If you would sacrifice yourself, yeah, uh, uh, and, and take the blame so that Kusino doesn't have to, and he's like, he's still, uh, I don't know, right? And then uh, he calls, was it? Does he call Kusino, and and his agent answers, right? No, he just shows up at his house. He just shows up at Kusino's house because the last time when when Sally got into L.A., she went to she called Kusino and was headed to his house when mm-hmm. she got picked up, and so yeah. he goes back to Kusino's house thinking she's there because they've. Her and the son have yeah, left the hotel right. in the middle of the night. That's right. And so he yep. shows up at Kusinos, who has lost yeah. everything. He's, he thinks he's about to go to jail for the death of Janice. And everyone's yeah. t- saying horrible things about Gene Kusinos. And they're all they're all very uh, sensitive. Like, they're all sensitive character. Like, that overly yeah. sensitive about what people think of them. Yeah, and, and so his agent uh, is the first one Barry sees. And the agent's like, listen... Uh, you need to you need to turn yourself in. You need to sacrifice yourself for Kusino. This is this is not right. You know you need to take uh, the blame for what you've done. And he agrees reluctantly. He goes, "I think you're right." And right as he says, "Like I think you're right," he's like he agrees to turn himself in. The bullet comes from nowhere mm-hmm. um, uh, in the stomach and the back shoulder. Line of the shoulder. Uh, shoulder was his shoulder. Shoulder, yeah. Oh, it makes him sit down and hold himself. But yeah, he. He, he goes, it's just the best line of it. He just goes, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which he said throughout the series. But he just said, oh, wow. And, uh, and 
as he shoots him in the head, and you're like, wow. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst just kills Barry unceremoniously. Uh, about what, ten minutes into the, or halfway into this to the finale. So it's just just a totally unceremonious ending. A good and, portion into it, yeah. I, I would say it's and, towards but, the but end. A great one. Yeah. Maybe it's a little towards the end. Yeah, but a, but a solid one, a great one. Mm-hmm. And uh, who do you want to tackle next? Um, yeah, we could do we could do Noho Hank and Fuchs's kind of characters are kind yeah. of intertwined. Um, yes. So Noho Hank, he's got Sally, he's got Barry's kid. You can still see it's he's still pretty emotional about. It. He still has you know feelings of whatever they may be about Barry that still reside. He doesn't want to do this, but he's got to get Fuchs off his back. He knows Fuchs is a the Raven's a horrible person who could do anything to the girl or the kid, and um he calls him and says look but he's call- backed into a corner yeah he's backed into a corner and he says sally's like look i'm not in control here uh i i don't have i can't do anything we're waiting for barry to come and he leaves fuchs is on his way and fuchs starts talking to hank and he he says you got cristobal killed you named this thing after him but you could never admit that you got him killed because that's what kind of drove the wedge between fuchs and no hank is that fuchs said you end up getting uh, your partner killed and, t- and then take his idea and turn it into, like, this huge business. And Hank's like, no, I didn't. That's not what happened. And, he's, and Fuchs says during this show uh, shootout that he goes, look. Before you can, the shootout. Before the shootout, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's kind of a showdown where they're standing there in front of the crystal ball statue at the front of the building. Uh, you can, the deal, no negotiation. I walk if you don't do it. You admit that you killed Cristobal. Your actions killed Cristobal, and I'll just walk away. And mm-hmm. it it takes him a second, but then he realizes he can't because Fuchs, while he was in jail, realizes I don't have a heart. Like I, I thought I was taking Barry, and he didn't say Barry. He says I thought I was taking men with talent and getting the best out of them. Yeah, giving a purpose, making the best out of them. But I wasn't. I was just using them because I don't have a heart. And He's kind of. It's funny because the Raven's the most self-actualized person in the entire the entire group now, and it is. yeah. And then Hank Hank kind of comes to the realization that that he did he did kill Cristobal. Like he could have had everything. He's like, I just wanted us to be safe. He's like, do you? He's like, people. Oh, he did, he knew. I mean, he knew he's been hiding. Oh world. yeah. He, he's been living. He's been lying to himself. He's been, yeah, and yeah, to to everybody. It wasn't been lying to everybody. I mean, he knew he knew he was the one who did it. He because he told them to kill. You know, he let he allowed them to kill him. Mm-hmm. But he says, he, yeah, he says, tell tell us why. And he's like, I just wanted to be safe. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be safe. I was scared, and I wanted to be safe, and that's why I did it. And he was a love. He, he admits it all. He was the love of my life. I screwed up. All of this means nothing to me. Like I did this to be safe, and now I'm stuck here. Yeah. And uh, and and then. Uh, and then Fuchs, you know, the fa- the reason he's there is because uh, he wants nothing more than to kill Barry as well. And he says, I've got Barry and his wife. And he goes, and his son. And Fuchs' eyes light up. Yeah. And he's like, his son? He's like, I'm on my way. Yeah. Because he couldn't care less before that. Yeah. He's like, Barry's going to kill you, buddy. He's like, I'm on my way. And uh, and so he gets there. And, and as right as he says that, I forget what starts it off but the shootout commences yeah and, i uh, thought fuchs shot first because he's like i'm taking the sun and hanoi says uh, that's not part of the deal you can't do that 
And I think that's what Fuchs wanted more than anything is to protect. Now that he found out he has a son, he he's like, I got to protect this kid for all the damage I did to Barry. Exactly. It's like his, his chance to make amends. So he so the shootout starts and Fuchs dies on top of Barry's son to keep him safe through the whole shootout. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everybody dies. No, Hank dies uh, gloriously in the arms of Cristobal, yeah. holding his hands uh, on the statue. That was a that was a great great way to end it. Yeah, yeah, loved that that scene. Um, Barry coming in was it Barry coming in? Yeah, to grab his son. Yeah, he oh, was no, coming he, in. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, was he coming in? Well, he was coming in. He had all the guns strapped on him, and then he hears yeah. his son saying, "You know, dad, dad," and he sees his son, and then he sees Fuchs just kind of standing ominously in the corner. And he's kind of ready for whatever. And Fuchs just kind of gives the head nod and then just walks away that, okay, we're good. And yeah, it was that Fuchs that was thing, making it, like trying to make amends with Barry. Yeah, and, and the whole thing you laid out a minute ago of, of Fuchs making amends for what he did to Barry as a child and all that, that whole conversation happens in your head. Yeah. With that with that one head nod. Yeah. Oh, it was perfect. That's so well done. Yeah. And... And, and the scene also I want to mention of uh, when Fuchs takes the boy and he's walking him out to safety, covering his eyes to shield him from the horror that happened yeah. around him. And and also you're hearing Sally uh, uh, cry for you know cry for help. Yeah. You <laughs> don't go after her. He cares about the kid. Uh, beautiful scene. Yeah. Beautiful scene. Well, and then and then we get all right. So that's concluded. Um, Barry's dead. Cousineau, um you don't know what happened to Kusino, and then we see Sally is now a uh, high school drama teacher for a school, and she seems pretty. Ha- she seems like she's happy. She's getting all these accolades. Oh, you did such a great job! All these things, and she's leaving. And this guy, you know, a good looking guy, is like, "Hey, would you like to go outside?" No, okay, thanks, and just walks away. Like yeah. she's still, she's still that broken person, and then, she- and, and she's she still misses Barry. She, I mean, well, it's clear that she still misses Barry. I don't yeah. know if, she, yeah, I don't know if it was that she missed Barry because it never felt like she was really all that in love with Barry the oh, whole I, time. I think she was in a weird, in a codependent way. Yeah, like she, like she, she leaves Barry the same way she left her husband. By the way, uh, at night, you know, while he was sleeping. So that was a nice little parallel. Yeah, she, she leaves the abusive dude. Um, but she looks. At, I'm forgetting what it was, but there's something in the car she looks at. That was Barry's act right after she says no to him. And you realize, oh, she still kind of misses him. And then the, the son is like moving on without her. He's still he's a complete child. Like he was able to to, to get through everything. Well, hold on. Let's go back to Sally for a second. Because I, so oh, I yeah, okay. so I don't think she was in love with Barry. I think she was she ended up getting drawn into Barry, especially at the end, when he protected her. Like she realized when she was with him, he would hurt people for like he would do, you know, those kind of things. And she was kind of scared because of the of the former abusive husband. She was always kind of a scared, uh, scared person. And with Barry around, she didn't have to be scared. She could do all the other things. But Barry was kind of a psycho. And then when she leaves in the middle of the night, like you were saying, like like she did her husband, she's still leaving the abusive relationship in the middle of the night. She's still yeah. leaving that relationship. So I don't think. I mean. There's probably parts of Barry that are like she's gonna be a part of her, and I think she might be scared to be around men in general. I think that's what that was was the two biggest the the two most important men in her life because you saw her dad was a completely nice person, 
but he didn't count. It was the negative feeling, negative attitude uh, that came from her mom. But the two well, men what? that have been in her life were an abusive, a physically abusive former husband in Kansas or whatever, and then Barry, who was kind of a maniac as well and had like violent tendencies. And so I think she was just, I think she's just kind of like secluded herself from men or from everything. She just wanted to be a part of the theater. But then even on the way home, she's got the flowers. And, she, you know, while she's getting the accolades, oh, thank you. This is so great. The kids really did everything. And then she's in the car. She looks at the flowers and then she's dead again. Like she's dead inside because the only thing that matters, she's still the same. The only thing that matters is the accolades from all these, you know, just random people. And well, she's still well, the dead person inside that she was before. I think you missed something big too. Is is she never wanted to be a teacher? She couldn't care less about being a teacher. Yeah. So the acc- accolades for the teaching meant nothing to her Good because point. all she wanted to do was do the acting. Yeah. And that's why she goes with Barry at the end. Is she realizes they're like they that was amazing acting. Now teach her how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the blonde, the blonde woman behind you. Yeah. And that that kills her. So yeah, she couldn't care less about the accolades I agree for with, teaching. Yeah. She's like whatever. Like she still wants accolades. She still wants the, the positive reinforcement. But she like couldn't care less. It about does. The yeah. But she's dead. Inside I, I do want to point out though. Like you know, you realize this is why I think she's still thinking about Barry. You realize the play they're doing at the end is the one from the emotional sequence in the first season that she and Barry do together. Oh, I didn't realize that. So yeah, so I think that was kind of the hidden like she's still thinking about them. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, but but even you may be right though. Like, not like she she was right to leave him, and we should praise her for leaving him. But at the same time, like I think she, he's still on her mind. Is I guess what I'm what I'm saying. This oh this yeah oh she, yeah. So Barry Barry kind of got what he wanted going forward, and that his son reveres him and thinks of him and sees him as a hero, especially thanks to the scene at the very end where he's well, watching the... Well, let's go into that, because we, have, we haven't talked about... Yeah. So we see he, her, like, after she's leaving the play, her son comes out, and he's, you know, he's now a high school kid, and he says, hey, I'm going to spend the night at Eric or whoever's house. Is that alright? She goes, oh yeah, no problem. She, you know, she's not... She, they're not as protective about him now. They can kind of live their own lives. And... Then the kid's like, you sure you're ready for this? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, they're about to do something nefarious. But it turns out they're going to watch the, you know, the the movie, HBO movie or whatever uh, story of his, yeah, of, of his dad. The mask is called, like, The Mask Wearer. The Mask Collector, yeah. The Mask Collector. So he's, he's watching the movie of The Mask Collector about his dad. And we're watching it, too. And we're watching, you know, just snippets of different parts. And we're clearly seeing that it's way, way off base from what actually happened. <laughs> uh, Extremely, yeah. yeah. And in this one, Kusuno's like this evil ge- genius um, teacher, and Barry's just this this war hero, lost kid who comes looking for for help. You know, just shows up in L.A. looking yep. to start being an actor. And uh, Kusuno's got dealings in. with the Chechen mob, and, and yeah. <laughs> Barry's like, "What's happening, Mr. Kusuno?" And Kusuno kills uh, Janet Moss, and then Barry finds he's like, "Now you got to help me find it." And basically, Kusuno is like this terrible person, and Barry comes back to rescue his kid and his daughter in a very Michael Bay way. Um, and then Kusuno ends up, you know, just lighting him up full of bullets. And it's like in the wrong place. Like everything about it is way ac- crazy and accurate. And yeah. then at the end, you see uh, Gene Kusuno is still in prison for life for the murder of Janet Moss and Barry Berkman. And you're like, 
and you're like and then like dedicated to Barry Bergman. He's he's buried in like Arlington Cemetery as this like uh, yeah, war with hero. Full honors. Yes. With full honors. And it just shows and then you it closes in on his son's face and you just see this like kind of proud smile go across his face cuz now he knows who his dad is and cuz his mom wouldn't let him watch it. Now you know why cuz it's crazy and accurate. But I thought it was perfect because this entire the entire show was always about people lying to themselves about how they viewed reality and how it was so so skewed from what actually existed, and it, this kind of just continues it, um, and that and his we, son now does it, and it all kind of revolves around the the movie kind of TV business about how it's all just so fake, and then you see like it also in real life with mm-hmm. No Ho Hank and Fuchs and all that, how everyone's just lying to themselves about how and, they view the world, and what they'll sacrifice for the fame yes. or not, and and you and I. We were close. We didn't nail it, but we were kind of close on uh, how it would kind of turn out for Kusno, uh, in that he did wind up in prison for, forever. Uh, we thought maybe it would be funny because it would be like Daniel Day-Lewis playing him <laughs> or something, you know, if they could get that, uh, that would make him happy despite, you know, being in prison for it. But um, what it did do, uh, which is interesting, you notice the title was, uh, uh, like you said, The Mask Collector, and it shows that basically this, the, according to the movie, He's been the best actor in Hollywood yes. the whole time, yeah. right? Like he's been acting like a coach. He's well, been he acting is six like two. A, do what? Well, he is six two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's six two. Good point. He's six two. Yeah. He's, so he's quietly been the best actor in all of Hollywood, pretending to be all these different things to different people. To the point that Janice's dad says, uh, "He he fooled me all along. Like I'm not one who can be fooled, but he managed to." to uh, uh, act in a way that I wasn't able to determine who he was for years. And I'm embarrassed and I'm embarrassed that I was uh, so, so easily fooled. So, yeah. So you, you realize like, yeah, like he's, he's going to be known now as one of the best actors ever, despite being a horrible human being, Yeah, which, which is kind of what he would have given up <laughs> to be that. I mean, you almost believe, you know, obviously not shooting his son, but as soon as son ended up, okay. But now the, uh, the relationship's now further off from where it was when it started, honestly. Yeah. Because his son already wasn't a fan of his. Uh, so, yeah, really, really interesting ending. I loved all that. Uh, I wanted to point out that uh, with Sally also, two kind of two things were interesting at the end. One, uh, when the son, when, when they have the breakdown and she finally apologizes to the son about why she's such a bad mom, and the son, like, jumps into her arms and they hug. And his son says, I love you to her twice. Mm-hmm. And she never says it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was gut-wrenching. Uh, and then, and then like, when he's like, at, at, when the, he's in high school, he's like, hey, I'm going to go stay at Eric's. And he goes, like, I love you. And she's like, okay, just uh, have fun. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't yeah. say it back then either. Exactly, yeah. Second time she doesn't say I love you. Well, they're, um, they're all kind of Fuchs. Fuchs was just the only one that acknowledged it. Like, they're all kind of self-obsessed and, and heartless. Yeah. And she, I just thought this was interesting. She can never deal with her trauma because she, she'd have to incriminate herself. Yeah. So at this point, like. Although she, the whole thing I was thinking was that was in self-defense. That guy was in her apartment and she fought him off and she killed him. But she, that's like, I don't know how anyone wouldn't see that as self-defense. But she doesn't see it because, again, everyone, it's, it's, it's all it's very just, centric on themselves. Well, it's not just that, though. She would ruin her son's life because she would have to admit that all this is wrong. 
Barry was the bad guy. Uh, yeah, that's all. Oh, it's a good told point. The truth, if she told if she told the truth, it would unravel everything. So she has to sit there and take. Guess what? You get some money when you're buried with honors in Arlington. You know, if he is, he's a hero. He'd get the you know the military benefits, all that. Um, so she she financially was rewarded in a way for all that, um, and 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 the fame and all that. So she got all these benefits from it, but she has to then deal with the trauma, um, which she can only deal with through her acting. Remember? Yeah. And no one wants her to act. Oh, that's <laughs> she a has good to point. Be a teacher. She yeah. Has to be a teacher. So she's just suffering with all that trauma forever, oh, uh, with no one not being able to tell anyone about it. So, yeah, just a just a dark, but yet comedic, <laughs> in a certain way, you know, uh, yeah. uh, ending as as it always was. I, to me, this was a ten. This was a perfect ten. Yeah, like I, the series as a whole was a perfect ten. Yeah, like, I agree. The way, uh, it's just constantly dealing with things in different ways, taking brave uh, time jumps throughout. Uh, without treating the audience like they're stupid and having to spoon feed us everything that happened in that time frame. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I loved it from beginning to end. Uh, I I hope he gets a new series immediately <laughs> and can direct it because I want to see him direct more things also. Yeah. As well as star in it. So yeah, this was, this is one of my favorite things. I think Barry is one of my favorite things I've seen in a decade. Yeah. I, it's uh, I'm not going to say it's it, number one. There's a lot, but man, it's, it's hard to find something to say. This is better than Barry. It's like, good luck. Yeah, because <laughs> like, even if it's not your favorite, you have to respect how unbelievable it is, especially this last season. Like, And he yeah. directed a lot of Bill Hader directed a lot of it. And the cinematography in this was, especially this last season, was unbelievable how it showed a flashback. Then it would take him to where he's at now, and then it would take it to like a different thing. It was all the same shot. Like the way it moved, would it would be three different sets and like different timelines. It would show you know Barry's as a kid going through stuff, then him in jail, and then uh, yeah, something that yeah. happened you know as an adult in his past life. And it's it's all one shot. And I thought it was incredible. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I can't wait. It's TV show, and, movie, whatever. I, I he's a great actor. I really yeah. want to see him direct some stuff. I was gonna say even better director. Like, yeah, I think he might some be. of the best directing i've ever seen. the only thing he's like, directed is barry well he, he didn't want to be an actor he like he, he went yeah, out he to la to be a, uh, a director and <laughs> yeah. one of his buddies like hey why don't you take class with me at second city just so you know come with me just so i have someone to go with like uh, or i think it was groundlings or something i don't know it was out in la and he did it and yeah it turned out he was awesome how about fuchs getting away that's the last thing i want to say yeah i love fuchs got away uh but he kind of gets to restart his life too because his whole crew died it's just yeah. him so he's off on his own but he says that's that deal he says at the end about not having a heart but he kind of does the whole time because yes he because he can deal with guilt like you have to have a heart to have that much guilt right and he and he and he's he's frees very son to apologize for what he did to him but keep in mind like he got beaten to the point of death <laughs> almost near death every day for months they mentioned mm -hmm. but the reason that's happening is because he won't give up Barry. Yeah. So, like, secretly, he does have somewhat of a heart. Well, he didn't know where Barry was, though. Um, but no, remember, like they, no, they, there was, there was something he knew about Barry that in the prison that they, that's what gave everyone so much respect for him. Remember, 
They're like, he won't give up anything about Barry. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was like, but it's like, because he didn't have the information. Because Barry escaped. And they're like, how did he escape? He didn't know. Uh, yeah, but they, they, they showed there was something he could have done. I just can't remember what it was. Whether it was Sally or where he was going to go. There was something he got away with that he wouldn't tell him. I don't okay. remember what it was. Yeah. I'll have to go watch the episode, but there was something he knew, and he wouldn't tell them. I and thought it was he didn't him. know, but everyone else thought he did, and it, he was just really tough. But I don't think he knew. I thought it was about Barry escaped, and they were beating him trying to figure out how, and he didn't know because I thought Hank did it or someone did it, and he, he actually didn't know, but they kept beating him thinking he did, and everyone else was like, man, that guy's so tough. He's been taking beatings and didn't say anything. He didn't. He actually didn't know anything, and it was all a fugazi, like everything else uh, in yeah. the show. I think he. I think what it was is that they wanted to know where he was going to go next, and he was convinced that he was going to go after Noho Hank, who sent the hitman, and and he refused to. T- like he could have. Go back and watch. I, I stick out Noho. You but may be right, but I think you're incorrect. But yeah, maybe go back and watch that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but. that's boy. We didn't have a lot of stuff, but man, a lot of meat on the bone for this week. That was a lot of a lot of good things. A lot of sad, man. Succession's over. Barry's over. After today, Ted Lasso's over. Um, lots of show holes, but man, we got a lot of stuff starting up. So it's been pretty good. Uh, we kind of gave scores. You said you give Barry a ten. I agree with you. I give it a ten as well. Um, IMDb gives an eight point four, which is nine point four in the real world. Um, for Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going to give you two scores and see if you can get them. 98 and 89. Oh, wow. 98's critics. Yep, 100%. Yeah, got to be. Yeah, it's so well done. I could see a lot of people not being as into this, but... It's got to be a critical darling. Yeah, yeah oh, mean, yeah. It's so well done. It's going to win so many things this year. This and Succession. It should. Yeah. It should. I And, yeah, you, you mentioned so many things, in, in my opinion, and also go ahead and spoil what I'm going to rate but we're losing three tenths. Yeah. Within three days. I three don't days. know if Ted Lasso is. We'll see. It's it's. Uh, I feel like Ted Lasso's a nine because it's had some storylines that oh, I, I didn't care for, and it's had some some uh, dragging out moments. I I give it a solid ten, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Now things made me laugh that much or cry that much. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. That's everything we have for this week of what you're watching. Um, there's not a ton coming out. Uh, there's some decent trailers. We might get some news, uh, but that's all we might have. Short week this week with Memorial Day week. Uh, so join us next time, though. And until that time, catchphrase. What do you retort? <laughs>